Hey, my name is Trevor, and you are listening to The Table Naz, a podcast. So how that works? I'm not sure. But my name is Trevor. I'm one of the co-pastors here at The Table, a house church network. We are planting a church in the East Valley of Phoenix, Arizona in 2021. Myself and Pastor Ryan are really excited about what's to come in this journey, and we wanted to start podcasting as we were planting. We've listened to so many different podcasts of church planners who have done church planning and have found success and gone through some of the hard stuff, but they've already gone through it. And we thought, why not do something in the middle of all of this? Why not talk about the struggles while we're struggling? We think that our experiences are going to be valuable to share. And we're really excited about what you can provide us. If we share this kind of like a an audio journal, you can respond and give us some feedback on what we might be doing wrong or celebrate when we do something right. So thanks for listening. I'm excited to uh, have a conversation with Ryan at the Table Naz, a podcast. Hey friends, this is Trevor and I am joined with my good friend. Hi, I'm Ryan. We are planting a church. Yes, we are. Wild. Well, we wanted to jump in to podcast zero, the beta, or is this the alpha? I don't even know. I think it's the beta because technically our conversation before would have been the alpha, right? <laughs> what's, for, what's before the beginning? Uh, the singularity? There you um, go. I don't know. <laughs> but we wanted to jump in and kind of start up a podcast about our church plant. But before we get into any of that, uh, we wanted to introduce ourselves. So like we said, my name is Trevor and I'm joined with Ryan. Um, and we are from Arizona. A um, little bit about who I am. I grew up in Arizona for the last 15 years. Before that, I lived in Colorado, um, and I've been in ministry now for 10 years. It's pretty wild to think that pretty much as soon as I jumped out of uh, high school, I jumped right into full-time vocational ministry um, as I studied and went to college for a time before I dropped out. We'll talk about that later. Don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, and I've been working in uh, Phoenix now in the Tempe area for the last five years, and God kind of put it on my wife and I's heart in the last two years to plant a church, and uh, we teamed up with Ryan and his wife, and it's been good. Tell me about yourself, Ryan. I want to know about you. Well, uh, let's see here. Where where to begin? Uh, man, uh, I grew up moving around a lot, not... Uh, my dad did construction, so we lived uh, kind of moved back and forth between Arizona and Southern California uh, most of my growing up years uh, until my until high school actually, where we lived in Northern California. So, uh, kind of the thing that I I would tell people basically until high school, I never went to a school for more than three years. So I kind of just. That was just kind of how it was. Actually, it's one of those things that, like, when Megan and I got married, um, I got kind of stir-crazy after a couple of years. And I think it's just because I grew up every couple of years, you know, you, you do something new. Um, and where she, she was completely the opposite. Like, she grew up, like, basically living in two places. <laughs> and uh, and change is a lot more difficult for her. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I uh, grew up going to church. Um Grew up, uh, and then uh, 
first felt called to, to ministry on a, on a on a mission trip when I was 16 years old. In so many ways, it's kind of cliche, but it's just my story. And then uh, I uh, I spent some time running from that call, just thinking that you know God had made a mistake uh, that I had uh, I had uh, I wasn't good enough to be a pastor. And <laughs> so I, I joined the army. Uh, went to college, majored in something else until, uh, until I, I really felt God calling me back and kind of felt the, the desire to, to take the next step. And for me, uh, I, I did the college thing. I did the seminary thing. And then, uh, before coming out to Arizona a few years ago, I was up in NorCal. I was a youth pastor up there for almost five years and then been down here for about a little over three. So I've been in full-time ministry for about eight years. So not quite as long as you, but yeah, that's, that's about it. Oh, and then, yeah, the church planning was never really anything on my mind. Uh, um, It was kind of always one of those things like, Oh, that'd be interesting to do that one day. And then, yeah, the last couple of years, God's really starting to place it on, on my heart. But I think that's probably something we'll get into a little bit deeper here pretty soon. Yeah. Well, um, you know, this is kind of wild to think about. Um, over a year and a half ago now, Ryan, you and I connected over some uh, hospital food. I mean, I'm um, sorry, uh, Panera Bread. <laughs> It's about the same, right? Um, I love you know, Panera Bread. I love it too. I love it too. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I, I always I hear that joke. I say the joke, but if I'm if I'm being honest, Panera sponsor us. We we go there all the time. Um, but yeah, we we it's kind of like a cafeteria. Oh, it is. But we love it. You can't go wrong, especially when you got guys playing D and D across the table from you. Like yeah, can't that be happened that. to me. That happened to me yesterday. For <laughs> um, but we are kind of moving into this church plant together. We're calling it the table, uh, as you guys have hopefully seen uh, as you clicked onto this podcast. Um, and we kind of take our collective church experience, the, the both of us, you know, totaling about you know 18, nearly 20 years now of experience between the two of us. Um, and, and going forth into this idea of what it looks like to do church um, and 2020 and beyond um what's wild is we started planning these ideas these these things that we'll talk about pre-covid and so now we're in this this time of covid uh the pandemic where life has changed churches are changing uh every day and i feel like the two of us started coming up with these ideas before covid happened and now everybody's doing what we were wanting to do (laughs) yeah yeah Exactly. It's, so Ryan, tell me, tell me a little bit about, in your words, what is the table and why is it different than what typical people in the church would think of in church? Yeah, uh, the table is, uh, I like to call it an experiment, even though it's, it's not really a new concept. Uh, what we're calling it is it's a, it's a house church network. And what that means is that we um, we're a decentralized church, hmm. kind of like um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will be familiar with um, larger 
um, kind of mega churches that have multiple campuses, uh, taking that idea, that same kind of concept, but instead of being, you know, big, sprawling campus with, you know, thousands of people every Sunday, uh, making it small and uh, in, in people's homes. Hmm. And so our idea is that uh, if we don't, instead of seeing a lack of a building as uh uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Hindrance. A liability. A liability. Mm-hmm. It's it's an asset. Yeah. And so instead of having to worry about, you know, especially here in Arizona, like how do we pay for air conditioning throughout <laughs> the summer, or yeah. uh, you know, what is uh, what is upkeep or or rent or or more a mortgage going to cost us uh, month to month? It's uh, let's worry. Let's take that money that we would spend on something like that and put it directly in the ministry into reaching our neighborhoods um, and, and seeing what God can do through that. Yeah, absolutely. I like what you said that it's not a new concept. I think back to Acts chapter two, uh, starting at verse 42, it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to the fellowship, to breaking bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and their possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts and they broke bread inside the homes of the disciples and the people who were in the church. And they ate together with glad, sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily who were being saved. And like you said, Ryan, I think we are really wanting to take this idea of a house church network and taking this kind of big mega model that we see around um, the world. I mean, I'm thinking I can you know, look out my window and pretty much see a mega church across the street from me, Christchurch, uh, the Valley, CCV. Um, they've got like five or six campuses with, you know, hundreds and if not thousands of people every single weekend. Um, and, and we just have this idea of what would it look like to have hundreds of houses with 15 to 30 people who were so deeply connected. They knew the great things about each other's lives and celebrated those, but then they also knew the worst of the worst and they were there to comfort and to, to be there in those times. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a great, a great model that, and that's actually one of the, once again, we'll, we'll, we'll probably get into this at some other point, but one of our our values is that we want to be a church where people can really know others and be known by others. Mm, absolutely. Kingdom focused, right? Yeah. 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 So I, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like it's in some ways it is, it is a new idea in that, um, uh it's it's pretty it's a pretty kind of recent um way of thinking about church uh but in a lot of ways it's it's a it's it's a pretty ancient concept of uh, meeting in people's homes and breaking bread you know physically sharing a meal together and then um spending time in worship and in prayer together as well yeah i like the quote from rachel held evans and she, she says this, that this is what God's kingdom is like. A bunch of outcasts and oddballs gathered at the table, not because they're rich or worthy or good, but because they're hungry. 
because they said yes, because there's always room for more. Yeah. Yeah. That's on that, that quotes on our website. And I think I found that quote maybe about a year ago. Um, it's from a book of hers that I've been meaning to read for, for a long time now <laughs> called searching for Sunday. Um, and just kind of what it means to be the church. Yeah. And uh, I think actually that's one of the things that like, it's that I've really started to kind of believe in my own personal walk in that I think our ecclesiology, what we, what we think the purpose of the church is has more to do with like kind of what our faith looks like than most people will probably think about Mm. in that, like, if a church is kind of a place that that is meant to kind of make me happy and provide services and kind of give me an opportunity to to maybe serve or volunteer, uh, if it's kind of more inward focused like that, um, mm. it can ill the way that you perceive your faith and the way that you live it out. If if a church is meant to embody the kingdom of God, the future, the, the present, but not yet kingdom that Jesus talks about. Um, it, it can be a different way of living life. It can lead to, yeah. it's not just in, you know, a couple hours on Sunday morning. It's, it's what you do day in, day out, no matter what. Yeah. I love that. So one of the questions that, uh, I think we've both gotten before Ryan is, uh, we're doing this because we hate the current model of the church, right? Like we totally just everything about it. We just despise. <laughs> well, I haven't had anybody say in those, in that, that stark of a, of a reaction, but yeah, I think that could definitely be a perception for sure that people think that we're just trying to, we know, rethink, redo everything. And, and that's, that can be, that can be further from the truth. So, yeah, I, I've kind of been a Christian my entire life. Um, I'm pretty sure I was born on a Friday and in church that next Sunday. Um, my mom was a pastor. My grandpa was a pastor. I'm pretty sure that his dad was a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> so church has been my entire life. Um, and I love it. I love everything about the church. Um, in fact, um, I want to see the church continue to grow and expand in so many different ways. And I, I kind of, I went over the top there with my explanation, but I've encountered some people who have asked that in a, some way, or are you doing this because of, you know, you're tired or you're upset? No, absolutely not. I, I love the church, but um, I, I believe that the table is going to be an opportunity to innovate and to try some new things um, that maybe our, our current churches uh, might be unable to because of finances or staffing or any of the, any of the things that you can think of. And um, it, it's just wonderful that we are able to actually work within our denomination, the church of the Nazarene. We're, we're supported by our general, uh, our general superintendents and our district superintendents that have come alongside us and said, we believe in you. We're going to support you. Try these things, fail and succeed. Go do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 definitely true for me, and I think it's um, one of the things that I like. God's really convicted me of over, I don't know, the past decade plus, 
uh, is just that um, the diversity in the church is one of the things that makes the church so amazing. And that, you know, I don't care if somebody is Catholic, Presbyterian, you know, um, whatever, denomination, non-denominational, because I think that denominations are just different ways that we can, that people choose to express their faith. And granted, Mm. I I disagree. You know, there's a reason why I, you know, I am in the Church of the Nazarene, because it's the one that I feel like I I find the most agreement in. Um, But that doesn't mean that, you know, those people, you know, anybody else of any other faith tradition isn't, um, isn't, you know, a a Jesus follower, a Christian. Uh, Mm. And so uh, in the same way, I think that there's more than one way to do church. Uh, There's one way, more than one way to... Um, you know, try to be the people of God in this world. And I think a lot of times it takes getting out of the the established way of doing things before people start to really kind of coming up with the new ways. And and, mm-hmm. and to be honest, like we've, we've had this conversation before, like we might get people into our church plant who – you know, they, they like the idea of, of doing church in the home or they like the idea of a smaller group, but maybe it's just not for them after a while. And we say, great, go. There's these all these other great churches that we'd love to have you, you know, go go be a part of a community that you feel like you can have a place in. For sure. No doubt. I'm thinking about how our model is so different, but at the same time is so similar to church. Um, we like to talk about it like uh, in the way of we're bookending our services by the table. Um, you know, kind of a, a glimpse into what a service will look like for the table for us is uh, come hang out at our home and have dinner. We're going to spend an hour in fellowship and just breaking bread, sharing a meal together. Uh, too many carbs with the pasta that Jeremy makes or uh, some wonderful desserts, you know, all, all the good stuff. Um yeah. And from there, we then transition to kind of church, normal service. If you went to a, a church in the world today, it might look very similar other than the location that it's being held. Um, you know, from dinner, we go to a time of prayer and worship together, worship led by music, whether that's someone or on the television. Maybe it doesn't have music. Maybe there's no one talented enough and we don't enjoy watching worship on the screen. So we just go right into the next phase of um, you know, a sermon. What I love about our, our concept and what we're looking at with the table is how we're intentionally trying to keep it shorter. Uh, I know that so many times when I've talked to people about, you know, a sermon, they, they're thinking lecture 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, I can't even stand it. I'm going to fall asleep. Whereas we're going to really encourage our, our house pastors to keep it at 20 minutes or less because we want to intentionally discuss the sermon. We want to take the verses that we, uh, that we read in that passage and break them down. What does it look like for me, a parent with a new, you know, one and a half year old son, a wife who works and makes all the money in this relationship. She's great. I love her. <laughs> uh, but how, what does that look like for me to read Romans chapter three and, and incorporate that into my life in 2020, 2021 um, and, and getting back to that book ending it by the table from those discussions 
will then end our services with communion, the table, breaking bread, sharing the elements together. Um, and what's fun, is it, it, it gets me excited when I start to talk about that stuff is that we have this totally different model of meeting in a home with a smaller group of people, but at the same time, it is still church. Mm-hmm. It is still a moment where believers gather together and they read the scriptures and they break the Holy communion together. They share it and they, they get to do life. I think like it was meant to be done, especially in the midst of this pandemic. I'm thinking of how we all had to quarantine for a season here in Arizona and we were all so separated and, and gone away. We switched to Zoom and yeah, it worked for a time, but like we need to be together. We need to share life together. And of course, socially distant right now, but uh, <laughs> I believe it's going to change in the coming coming months. Yeah, I, I hope it does. It's uh, That's one of the things that, yeah, we started talking about planning, uh, church planning, over a year ago, and I mean, originally, um, we were planning on launching in February. Mm. So we were, uh, in our original plan, we, we would have been two months out. Oh, man, that yep. gives me a heart attack just thinking about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, I, I think wisely, we, we made the decision to... Um, to put that on, to, to push it back a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's different and yet the same. So, yeah. um, I, I am really encouraged just, to, uh, once I said, once again, I, I just, every, every time I share the vision with people, I feel like I'm getting, you know, positive responses. Uh, I know that both you and I have had stories of, you know, kind of telling people about what we're doing and, people who don't even like go to church saying like, Oh, that sounds like really cool. <laughs> you know, like um, people who are, wouldn't even consider themselves to be believers hmm. find something appealing about this model. Yeah, for sure. Well, Ryan, before we wrap up, what's next? It is uh, December 4th as we record this. So what's next for you and I? so much (laughs) Um, well uh i I think this is an important thing to tell people um we're we're, our plan is that so we're both full-time pastors right now uh we're planning on getting um another job being uh bivocational or co-vocational i think i like the word co-vocational better me too uh this idea that you know you uh even though you might be doing another job to get paid, like it's still, you still have opportunity for ministry. Uh, so both of us are, are looking for jobs right now. We're, uh, we're, we're filling out applications, sending in resumes, uh, which PS like is, but let's just, it's like the worst like process ever. <laughs> Amen. Can just, <laughs> Amen. Can we just agree on that? Like, Every time I try to, I, I need a new job. Like I hate it so much. Like I understand people who are like, they, they stay in the same job for their whole life just because they don't want to look for another job. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, <laughs> that's my rant. Uh, so I think we're, uh, both of us are needing to find another job. And then 
we're looking to build up our team. We're looking to yeah. to find people who who want to you know be a part of what we're doing and uh, you know catch the vision and uh, see see the see God's kingdom expand in a little yeah. corner of the of the East Valley in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yep, I uh, I think maybe once a week. I get filled with anxiety about the job thing, but the other six days, I, uh, I'm just so passionate and excited about what the table is going to be. And I, I just have, I, I was telling Ryan last week, I feel like every time I have a conversation with anyone, whether it's a stranger or someone that I know well, I inevitably talk about the table. <laughs> I yeah. talk about what I'm excited for and what, what's to come. And, and, and in fact, this is, this is our invite to you. Um, if you want to be a part of the table, you can check out our website, uh, thetablenaz.church forward slash support. Um, I'll put that in the comments or whatever it is below that you guys can click on. But uh, if this sounds interesting to you, if the table, a house church network, piques your interest or makes you think, I could do that, hit us up. Find us on our website. Go to the support tab. Um, and sign up for our newsletter, join the team, um, just start praying for us. Um, I know that my heart in these last few weeks has really been focusing on praying for those who will join us, those who will come to the table, unintended, mm-hmm. um, and bring something new, something that, that both Ryan and I aren't thinking about yet, that we're sitting here, we're developing these plans and getting ready. I know that there's going to be someone who will show up and who will bring just this completely new concept to us or this new idea or this new way to do things or, or they might just be that much smarter than us <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to come and just drop the knowledge bomb that we've been waiting for. And not to say that we're not smart or that we're not prepared because we totally are, but there is so much more um, that is yet to come. Yeah. And even if it's, um, even if maybe you, uh, uh, live somewhere else and you know this this idea sounds interesting or or compelling to you like feel free to reach out to us and we'd love to talk to you about um kind of giving our ideas away that's the thing is like mm. i don't feel like we own this idea like and i mean in so many ways like there's there's people there's people doing this throughout the world right yep. now uh the idea of house church and and uh even even house church networks um it's not a it's not a new concept but um if you have questions on things that you like to do if like to get connected uh yeah um go to our website or um hit up any of those social medias uh we're the table nas on all platforms i think pretty much <laughs> except for instagram we're the table dot <laughs> Instagram. We've we've had a we've had an ongoing struggle with Instagram. Them not giving us the one. <laughs> yep. Them not... I think they thought it was a bad word or something. I'm not quite sure. They never <laughs> they never emailed me back. <laughs> yeah, Instagram. Get your uh, get your customer service in line, bro. Like Seriously. they're gonna, like they're gonna gotta get that us. blue check mark first. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, friends, we are so excited and. Ryan and I plan to continue to uh, just continue to publish these, these podcasts and not, not to preach or to tell you about all the amazing things, but uh, though that will be probably some of it, 
but to share Definitely. our experiences. Um, we want to we want to share and be vulnerable on how hard this is. Uh, planting a church in the middle of a pandemic, uh, it's been done. There are people who are finding great success this year, um, but it's not it's not easy. And we want to share the, the the highs, the lows, um, all of the things that we've we've done and, and gone through. Uh, in this last year and a half and what we'll continue to go through in the next uh, coming years. Um, so continue to, to, to follow us and, and send us your questions, whether you're on the anchor app specifically or on any of the other platforms you might be listening to hit us up, send us your questions, your comments, uh, your concerns. That's fine. It wouldn't be the first time someone's had a concern about what I've said, <laughs> but uh, we are excited to, to start this journey of kind of, I, I mean, it is a podcast, right? But I, I think that this is so much more than just a podcast. It's not just two guys talking in a room trying to be funny. <laughs> yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of a we, podcast. Like It's a, kind of like an audio journal, if anything. Um, it's one of those things. Like, I, I told Trevor the reason why I wanted to do this is like I've, I've listened to a bunch of church planning podcasts. And all of them are about people who either they have planning the podcast or they – um, or they, you know, or they used to plan, or not plan in a podcast. They, 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 they planted a church and now they're talking about it, or they planted churches and now they're, they, they're telling you how they did it. Um, but not, I haven't, I haven't discovered any yet that where people are actually podcasting while they're planting the church. It's mm. a, it's a new idea uh, that I think a lot of people could probably get some, <laughs> probably learn what not to do more than anything. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope that, I hope that we can share some good things. I hope that we can share, share some of the great things that we've been doing, like uh, building our core team and our launch teams. I know so many other ideas that we've had, but yeah, uh, I like that, that this, this idea of this is an audio journal. So there might be a moment or two when we are just complaining because uh, we need it. <laughs> it's therapeutic, right? Yeah. Um, but we hope to share these moments with you and to um, to kind of share and open the, the door on the inner workings of a church plant. Yeah, should be fun. Let's, Absolutely. Let's do it. Well, Ryan, thank you for hanging out with me for a couple minutes here. I'm excited to to do this more often. Friends, if you are listening on Spotify or iTunes or any of those, you can find us at the table Naz on anchor, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, any of the social medias. We're not on LinkedIn yet. I don't know about that one, <laughs> but uh, be sure to follow us for more updates as we'll be continuing to post these uh, throughout the, the weeks and months leading up to our launch. And I'm sure we'll continue to do this after and uh, to, to describe uh, the success and the failures that we find. Yeah, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, it's good to uh, talk to you. I will see you shortly. Yeah. Thank you, friends, for listening. Um, we are the Table Mass. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. I, I, I don't know. What, what do I, I don't know. Yeah. This is like the most <laughs> awkward part of the thing, right? Like you do it all and you don't know how to end. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Peace out. Hey. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. If you guys want to know more information about The Table, you can check us out at our website at thetablenaz.church forward slash support. We have tons of information there and how you can get involved. 
please be praying with us as we're going through this journey together. We know that before anything happens, that prayer needs to be the foundation. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.